Hey everybody, it's John Wayne. Before we get the show started, I just want to let everyone out there know that Chris and I are raising some money for one of our furry friends out there that is in need. Uh, Lulu is a two-year-old Pit Bull Terrier mix, and she is in dire need of dual ACL surgeries. Uh, her owners have already spent $4,000 uh, towards towards her uh, recovery, and we, we still need another three grand so she can get these surgeries. So uh, please give what you can. We have the link... Uh, available to our GoFundMe at our website right at the top, chrisandjohnwayne.com. So uh, click on that and check it out. And now on to the show. Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, your wet and smoky balladeer from somewhere. Ah, fuck it. John Wayne. That's right. Here I am. John Wayne. Back again. I am uh, welcome. Thank you, first of all. Of course, you know that I am in Wayne Manor, uh, as usual, nestled in the East Wing in the Library of Evil, where I uh, uh, prefer to be, and I, I do all kinds of uh, doings and uh, goings-on. I, of course, am drinking black, black coffee in my Drink Coffee Hail Satan mug. Shouts out, Chris and Alicia. And I am drinking a tuck, ice-cold Topo Chico, as always, and I have some Grand Papi's medicine in me old pipe here. Ah, uh, so, just, uh, you know, my mom just texted me, if you heard that. Just, I will text you back, mom, thank you. Um, shouts out, mom. Um, yes, I've got a nice big bowl of Grand Papi's medicine I've been smoking on, uh, as I've been preparing this morning, and, uh, you know, what else is new? So, um, here we are, another week of uh whatever is happening I i'm not sure this has got to be the last level of a simulation game we're all playing or something I i'm not sure uh but it doesn't matter because we're not gonna here to talk about that um we're gonna talk about all good things and while oh speaking of good things um right here just at the top i want to give major shouts out to all my patreon supporters uh of course it is the First of the month, wake up, wake up, get up, it's the first of the month. First podcast of the month, that means I shout out everybody by name. Here you go, all you beautiful people. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to start a different order this time. Oscar Garcia, you bad motherfucker, thank you so much. Shouts out to you. Dustin Hendricks, shouts out, dude. Hope you're doing well. Hope that podcast, technical difficulties, TEAs, going great. Uh, Josh Martins, a.k.a. Spicoli, a.k.a. My Little Brother, shouts out, dude. Hope you're doing well. I love you to death. Miko Reese, I see you out there. Uh, you know, what's up, girl? I, we, you know, I'm, I'm missing you guys at Scares of Care this week. Sorry. Uh, shouts out to you. Chris and Alicia Stamps, shouts out, you guys. I love you so much uh, for everything you do. Um, you're the best. Jared Barbie, keeping it together over there at Death's Head Press. Shouts out to you, my sir. Looking forward to all these new releases coming out of there. These crazy uh, splatter westerns um, uh, are badass. Aim, uh, who, oh, sorry, uh, Charles Chadwick, uh, a.k.a. Bert Stanton speaking. What's up, dude? Shouts out to you up there in Portland. Be careful, my man. Hopefully, you and I will be holding hands in Vegas someday soon. Uh, Amy Torres McCoy, shouts out, girl. I love you. I love your smile and your laugh. You're the best. You warm my heart. Uh, shouts out to you. Uh, mom, my mom is on here. Shouts out, mom. I love you. You're the best ever. Mary Beecher, shouts out to you. I hope you're doing well. I see you, uh, you know, posting 
pictures of old, uh, you know cosplay from uh, last year and a year before. I feel you. Yeah, I wish we could get back out there and, and, and see each other at a convention, and we will soon. John Rodney, shouts out to you, my friend. You're one badass motherfucker, and you know that. Thank you for all your support. Tim Feely, what's up, man? Thank you so much for your support, for reaching out and checking on me. I appreciate you. Shannon Bradner, you are a bad motherfucker. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. Uh, keep doing it out there. Nick Hogleg Poncio, we all know him. Shouts out to you, sir. Cody, the Code Man Jax. Sir, thank you so much for everything you do. Keep up the great work. You're a bad motherfucker, and I love you. Jessica Reeves, what's up, girls? Shouts out to you. Thank you so much for your support, and, uh, you know, keep going. Keep doing it. Jamie Gucker, what's up, girl? Shouts out to you. I love you lots uh, out there in the great white north of Michigan um, doing it for everyone. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Hugo Camacho, out there in Barcelona, running Oranisi's press, the baddest ass man I know around. Plus, he and I love, love, love Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and we are going to sing it together to each other. I feel it, Hedwig. Uh, Hedwig. Hugo and I are going to be on stage one day together soon, and we're going to be singing the origin of love to each other and, and to an audience, and it's just going to be so amazing. It's going to warm everyone's heart. So thank you all for... Uh, being a uh, part of my Patreon supporters, I very much appreciate it. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, if you if you uh, out there listening would like to support me on my Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And you can see all the tiers that I have available, plus, you know, uh, all the cool things. And uh, any tier that you join gets you access to another weekly podcast I do called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And that is where I have uh, artists from all different mediums, all different kinds of people uh, that I've met on the road or that I've worked with. And and we talk about uh, what's going on with them and art and stuff. It's great. I, I love doing it. And I get to talk to all my friends uh, during this. So that's awesome too. But Here's a big announcement. Beep, 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 beep. Big announcement, Patreon-wise. I have, as of when you're listening to this podcast, starting today, I will have added a new tier to my Patreon. It is called the Dollar Beer Fund tier. Uh, I know there's people out there that 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 have want to support, but have said you know they can't commit to you know even a five dollar a month thing is is a big deal to people, especially now. To me, it is shit. You know, I I and I totally understand. So I, I'm going to put a dollar tier on there. I'm just calling it the Dollar Beer Fund, and what that gets you is access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, so that ev- more people uh, can and can get to hear it and it get out there. And, uh, and it gives you the warm, fuzzy knowing that you are helping support me and helping me continue my podcast and my writing and my uh, art and everything that I do. And, um, you know, and also uh, more details coming soon. But with the dollar tier, uh, everybody on the dollar tier will be entered into a uh, every three months giveaway of cool stickers and bookmarks and things like that. And maybe some surprises. I don't know. So. If you want to help out old Uncle Johnny, shoot on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers that are up there. Um, you know, the, the dollar one, if you can jump on that again, all it you know, gets you access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you keep a little bit of warm, fuzzy bread in my belly. Uh, moldy bread is fine. That's I like it fuzzy. Uh, that's great. So. There we go. Patreon aside. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you. Uh, so here we are another week. Uh, I have to say the main thing on my mind is that I would currently right now at this very moment be 
Where? At Scares at Care. That's right. I'd be out in Virginia, um, you know, with uh, everybody that I love. So many great people, artists, authors, um, you know, actors. There's all kinds of people that I, I'm missing uh, this weekend. And, excuse me, and it's just, uh, it, it sucks, man. But I, I want to say, like, huge, you know, shouts out to Brian Keene and, uh, you know, and Joe Ripple for, you know, they put together, Brian put together a, a virtual scares that care con- uh, convention that went on yesterday uh, or, or Saturday, the, the, the first. And uh, so if, if you and if you missed it, it is still on the YouTube channel. It was all through Brian's YouTube page. So if you go to the Brian Keene YouTube page, the whole convention, all day of it, like it is still on there. So you can watch sections of it. You, you can still check it out. And uh, of course, you can always still donate. But uh, that was—I I, I mean, I gotta say—that was a huge undertaking. I—I I watched uh, some of it yesterday, and I was a part of uh, some of it. So um, that was a lot of fun. You know, I—I I came on just—I uh, had a ten-minute spot with with Brian Keene, where uh, we were supposed to—it said on the schedule we were checking in to see where we we were supposed to say where we were in the in the numbers or whatever, in the donation. But, uh, we didn't even, I, after it was over, I was like, Oh man, we didn't even talk about, uh, get to that at all. Probably because I just hijacked everything and, uh, and came in, you know how I do it. I, uh, I fogged out my room with the, with the fog machine that I have, um, wore my Roy mask and, uh, you know, gave praise to Roy for the first 30 seconds of my appearance. Talked to Brian for a little bit. And then I pulled out my guitar and played a song, played a teenage werewolf. And I felt that was good for the convention and it was a lot of fun and it you know it was um it you know the only it, it energized me so much i was so amped after i was done that was the only that was a good and bad thing it was like bittersweet i was like fuck yeah that was cool i felt good but then it was like i i wasn't able to like turn around and be you know like i was at the convention go back to my table or go do whatever it just was it you know that just wasn't there but this was awesome it was awesome and i i i had a great time with the panels i watched were awesome you know the the, everything was smooth um as far as like the all the moving parts that go on with the i don't know what what it was like 18 hour live stream or something like that i'm not sure how long it was something like that but yeah it was uh it was insane so uh insanely awesome is what i mean so i while I'm missing, I'm very much missing being there. I would very much, I think we'd all rather be up at Scares That Care right now. But, you know, uh, we'll be there next year. And we'll we'll give extra hugs to everybody. And um, it'll be awesome. So, so that's been on my mind this week, um, you know, as far as the kind of stuff we can't do. But, you know, like, whatever. Moving on. Uh, other than that, you know, I've just uh, had some had some good conversations for uh, my other podcasts. I've I've uh, you know been working on the vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne podcast, doing like all the editing and and uh, technical work with that. So that's keeping me busy and keep and uh, helping me uh, you know kind of step up my game with that. And that's pretty cool. Uh, I did some logo design work, which I'm not I'm not sure when they're going to announce it. So I won't announce it yet either uh, until they post it. But I, I got to flex my um, <clears throat> drawing muscles uh, this week by uh, getting I was commissioned to do a logo for uh, <clears throat> a good friend of mine who is an amazing artist. So I was uh, I was honored and, and I was uh, it was fun. It was to do something different and just like focus all of my energy on that for, you know, like I think two days it took me and I, I just, uh, you know, worked 
worked a lot on it. It was it was a cool other place to put my focus uh, for a while and keep while being productive, you know, because that's a that's been a huge key for me. If you've been listening, you know, it's it's finding I'm, you know, trying to find another way to productively use the energy that I otherwise would be using on the road or performing in some other capacity. Uh, so, you know, we're figuring it out. It's it's a learning curve for everybody. I think we're all in the same boat as far as that goes. So um, other than that, it's been a pretty chill week. Um, nothing, uh, nothing too, too cool to report. Uh, but we'll get uh, some, I, t- I talked about the awesome dude for life uh, boner bonus podcast earlier, and we are going to touch on that uh, again soon. But first, I want to go ahead and get into our uh, three car terror reading, I believe. So as you know or do not know, I, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show where I just write down the things that are on my mind, what what I've been uh, kind of mulling over all week, and then I look at those thoughts again through the prism of the cards and kind of just get a fresh perspective, you know, and, and maybe think a little bit differently about things. If you are interested in tarot and are um, into some, anything like that, I also do a card of the day reading uh, every single morning on my Instagram story. So you could just go to at John Wayne is dead and follow me there on Instagram. And you can see my story uh, where I do the card of the day readings and then they go over to my YouTube page so you can watch them there as well. So without further ado this week, um, So this week, you know, I I was sitting there going over my thoughts and what I really wanted to focus on. Um, And I kind of brought it up last week sometime, someone I was talking, but I wrote down uh, the best way I could put put it into words was brainstorming for success. And what I mean by that is continuously coming up with ways to put put this energy to good use, you know, uh, effective use, you know, constructive use. And that's kind of what I put brainstorming for success on that uh, because that's that encapsulates it pretty well I think and and it kind of gets a lot of all of those smaller parts that make up that bigger thing Um, also planning for the rest of the year that's that's that one's while the first one is more broad this one is more uh, pointed I guess because you know I, I, I looking down the barrel of the second you know half of the year here I everything is still questionable um but I want to make sure that I am ready and I, I've got some plans in place uh, and I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want to sit and wait for uh, the, you know, is it going to happen? Is You know, is this going on? I just, I want to have my, I'm going to work to put my own solid plans in. And, you know, whether that means, you know, doing more uh, online things, live chat, whatever it is, it you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that I'm going out because, you know, if I can't right now still, especially. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Planning, what am I going to do? You know, what are some plans I can put down on paper and start to, you know, build out from there to move forward with? And create uh, creating solutions, which kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the first two things, <clears throat> you know, to actually sit down and, you know, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I think I'd like to. It's one thing to say, yeah, I'd like to have a live stream thing that I do someday. But it's another it's another thing to actually you know, figure out how that happens, create the solution, really go down and, and, and start checking off the boxes of what you need to get whatever it is, uh, that the idea is done and then actually working to implementing, okay, now I got to do this for this. And, 
and a whole thing. So I'm, I'm trying to look at things like that and overall just being laser focused in, in the things that, uh, you know, the solutions, the planning, those kind of things. So, uh, right. Let me get a little coffee here. <laughs> so first card I get seven of swords. So this card made me, I, I had to kind of think, I was like, Hmm, what is this? I mean, I want, I, I, you know, what does this mean exactly to me? But what this is, is it's, you know, seven of swords with this card, it says you're trying to get away with something. Um, you're maybe moving around behind someone's back. You're covering, uh, you're covering things up. And what you don't realize is, or you do realize is that, you know, all the work you're doing to cover up whatever you're trying to hide is far, far more work and more taxing and, and, and everything, uh, than it is just to fess up or, you know, correct the matter or, you know, just admit that you are wrong. It could just be as simple as that. Um, so when I look at this, I'm like, you know, trying to apply it. Now there's more to this card, but trying to apply, I'm like, am I trying to get away with something? And I think it goes, it ties back into like where I was talking about how I didn't go end up going to Indianapolis because I didn't have a good feeling, but I also had, you know, some of these cards, One, you know, one of them that I had, you know, before that day was, um, fuck, I forget what it is now, but it, it said it, it, well, part of it was convincing yourself that everything's all right, uh, when it's not. And, and it like, I, you know, that resonated with me. And so I think that's kind of like what this is, you know, you, you don't always have to be, uh, sneaking around beside, behind somebody else's back. You can very well easily be sneaking around your own back. And, and by that, that's, you know, not that you're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's it's this rational, you know, we rationalize things away to ourselves that help us to, you know, we could subconsciously act in ways um, as well. But, it, it, you know, coming down, tying it to that, convincing yourself that everything's okay when you know it's not is a form of like trying to get away with something, trying to get one over on yourself. Um, and there's just no, that that's not going to end well, you know. Now, on the other side, there may be people that are trying to get, you know, get away with something behind your back. Someone's trying to get one over on you. Um, that could be a thing that's happening. So, it, you know, it says, look out, you know, we, we need to watch for sneaky behavior. Uh, watch for people acting some, uh, you know, all suddenly differently. Uh, maybe when it comes to certain, maybe like a, a work situation or, or relationships or friends. And, uh, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, it, it more than likely is. So be, you know, careful with those things um, and do the due diligence of uh, research and stuff before you, you know, before you jump on it. Um, really, really, you know, make sure. That's very important right now. Um, there's a lot of, like, weird scams that are happening where people are, you know, you're putting up on, you know, advertisements that look legit, that are like, you know, going out of business sale, uh, all, everything must go and people are buying. It's just like, it's nothing if they they get, it's just sending money somewhere and it's all fucked up and hard to get your money back. So just, that's something that I thought, I thought of when I was, you know, uh, looking at this card. Um, right now is the time to be strategic. Um, we cannot do everything at once. So we need to prioritize things and direct our focus to the things that bring us closer to our goal. Um, you know, can't do everything at once, meaning you can't attack 
all angles by yourself on something when you're trying to reach a goal. You know, that's why, you know, with this, I look at it as more of a solitary thing like writing is, you know, or whatever else, you know, many other things uh, that go along with that. Not necessarily a team thing with this, I don't think, but could be. But you need to be, we need to be strategic, you know, pick, you know, here's all these things. We want to do them all right now, but we can't do that. So let's put the priorities. Let's, let's do them in an order that makes sense. You know, I, let's be realistic about it, what we can get done in a certain amount of time. And, and once we do that and we're focused, you know, we'll, we'll start then climbing the ladder, if you will, of getting closer to the goal. And we have to just realize we can't accept all all the responsibilities that we'd like, you know, and that, that just goes, what that's speaking to is you can't take, you know, you can't take all comers. You have to, you know, use your uh, discernment to what decide what exactly you can take on your plate to do, what responsibilities you can handle and be honest with yourself and with others. Um, because it does, you know, it's, it's not going to work out right. If you know, you can't do this, you've got to be honest, you know, you've, and also this may come at the sacrifice for, of one project for another. So we need to be aware of that. We might have to put something down or away uh, for good or for a certain amount of time, you know, to, to do this other, to take this other possibility on. Um, I liked this. Find, you need find a clever, find clever ways around something. Now, the way this is worded, you know, cause this, you may have to act deceitful, in a way that you're acting because because something has to be done you have to think on your feet something comes up that you're being forced to think on your feet for some something and you you may have to kind of uh you know act in a way that's not so above board uh so with with this um you know because i'm very i'm very hesitant to make this sound like i'm endorsing shortcuts because i don't and this isn't saying that either the example it like one of the examples i read was you know oh you forget to sign up for your classes uh, a class that you're supposed to get and the cutoff dates happen so you write a letter to the dean to get him to get get you into the class i don't know how that's acting i mean i guess just trying to act ask ask for special treatment after the fact like you missed the cutoff and you're you know and that's not acting to me it kind of sounds like that's just the next step you'd you would take but but just think about that you know um it, it's not about taking a shortcut it's just really about thinking on your feet and uh kind of maybe fitting a puzzle piece in where it wouldn't normally but right now you're gonna make it work i don't know you know so um also this might be a time to think about putting our uh ourselves first we can't be everything to everyone we can't uh, do everything and take everything on. Sometimes we have to just choose what's right for us in the moment and 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 let that stand, you know. Uh, next card, Eight of Wands. This is a this is a card of high, high movement energy card. This uh, this you know, first thing is this, this card shows that we're moving forward at a high level of energy. Um, we're being propelled through this whatever it is much faster than usual. And we're very busy, but this is the good kind of busy because, you know, you're excited about how, how much progress you're making right now. Um, so this, this could be, you know, this is like one of those things where maybe just a new project that you start just kind of all of a sudden takes off a little 
way faster than you thought it would or it picks up steam um you know outside of your expectations so it's good it's good right now um with this card we don't want to resist this forward momentum at all um we need to you know go with this and use it to manifest the goals for this particular thing we're doing right um you know go with this energy it's 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 an, it's a temporary energy for sure so we need to capitalize on it while we have this momentum going um <clears throat> you know speaking of from back to my thoughts you know this card want, it talks about being laser focused uh with your intentions and your actions and that's what i'm trying to to do i want to make sure i'm you know the actions that i do end up taking through this planning i'm laser focused on those and getting them done you know it says remove all distractions you know align uh, your resources and your energy to focus on a singular goal and devote totally to that task with total concentration. So that's, you know, in that's saying within this moment of this energy and all this stuff that's propelling us forward, don't get caught up in anything outside of that. Just stick to the, you know, stick with the plan, stick with what you were doing and allow that momentum to push you forward in that regard. Um, because, you know, all the other stuff that you want to come will come later, but you don't want to have like a flash in the pan or like to show that like, oh, you're good now, but you're not, you know, once you get pray, whatever it is, whatever it may be, you know, it's just important to write, you know, write it out and stay focused right now and use it constructively with what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, that's what I want to say. Um, next card I got, the moon. This is... um. So with the moon, <clears throat> one thing, you know, I like to write down about this card is you, you may be projecting, because this is said so well, projecting fear into your present and future situations by way of your past. And that by that, I mean, you're basing something, uh, whatever's happening right now is reminding you, whether consciously or subconsciously, of something else in the past that is now causing you to be fearful for whatever reason. And you're projecting that fear. You're bringing it from the past forward to put on it to a whole nother situation. And, uh, and you know how we know how I feel about fear, you know, about releasing it and getting rid of it. So what this is asking us, you know, the moon is saying, connect, connect with your subconscious mind. You may not realize that you're doing this. So you need, we need to kind of, if we feel like, why, why do I feel so weird about this? Why am I afraid of this? It's not related. We need to then address that, you know, and, and release the fears and anxieties of the past and know that they don't apply to this. This is not real. This is the time uh, we're in a time of illusion right now. Nothing is as it seems. You know, a lot of things may seem to, like I said earlier, if it seems too good to be true, it might very well be. So make sure you look into everything and make, sh make sure you have all the information right now before you make any kind of a major decision. Um, with the moon, you know, we want to use our intuition to feel the situation out, but we need to get all the info we can as well uh, to, to make an informed decision at this moment. Um, if we need to let go, like, like I said, you connect with your subconscious and your intuition. We may have mental blocks right now that are ho holding us back or blocking up, you know, gumming up the works. We need to work to release those so that we can then get back and then release that fear so that, you know, we don't need to live presently in the fears, presently in fear or, or worry about the future in fear. That's no way to live. 
It's just no way to live. And we don't need fear to dictate anything that we do. So it's just very important that we let that go. And so that's the reading for this week. Um, you know, I think that for me, getting at, getting uh, something out of that, I, I really did as far as the things I had written down and going forth, you know, this week with planning and doing some kind of doing some hardcore problem solving and, and uh, you know, pitching solutions to myself. It, it, it gave me a lot to think about. So I hope that you got something out of it as well. And uh, thank you so much. Like I said, I do a card of the day reading on my uh, Instagram every single morning. So if you want to check out more on tarot, follow me at John Wynn is Dead and check that out. Now, earlier I spoke about the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast. And um, what I've been doing, as you know, lately, if you're a listener to the show, I've been taking uh, a portion, you know, a, a chunk of the conversation from this week's episode and putting it here uh, as kind of a little uh, teaser, but a way to introduce this uh, audience as well to my, um, you know, the, to these people, to these artists that I get to talk to. And this week will be no exception. I had the uh, pleasure of talking to um, another a fellow podcaster, wonderful person, Katie Southerd. Uh, she is married. Her husband is Wesley Southerd, who has been on the podcast before, horror writer. And uh, she hosts the Make Me Read Your Book podcast, which your truly was on recently. Um, so I wanted to get her on my end of the, the things and, and have a, a little conversation. And we had a lot of fun. So let's listen to a little bit, a bit of this right now. Here's uh, me and Miss Katie Southerd. And I used to be a really avid reader and I just kind of fell out of love with it for a while because I went to school for writing and editing and I was just getting really frustrated with what I was reading because um, the editing was really poorly done and like, I don't know, I just couldn't find anything to like that kind of fulfilled that hole in my heart. So I kind of took a hiatus from that. And then, you know, I started going to all these conventions and over the years met all these amazing people, you know, became friends with all these authors and I've never read anybody's stuff. And like, I always hear about the books and I'm just like, man, that sounds really cool. Um, and I need, I was like, you know what, I need to like start reading stuff, but I need a reason to like kind of force my like not force myself but like give me hold yourself accountable yeah hold myself accountable so and I was just like you know what I know I'm not the only person that feels this way when it comes to trying to figure out like where to start with somebody um especially you know I mean you know if they're yeah. a new author and they only have one or two things like that's kind of easy but especially for some of these established ones like okay you know like we're really good friends with Brian Keene I never read anything he's got dozens upon dozens Dude, oh stuff. he's like, got <laughs> he's got so many you hadn't read any keen until this when you did that podcast with him yeah wow what, yeah. what did you read first uh dark hollow okay cool did you read ghoul did you post that you um, yeah i actually got an audio copy of that one and i listened to that one and i really enjoyed that one as well yeah that's but, like my favorite of yeah. his probably uh, next, and then like uh what's the other one called southern uh Fuck the one where they're in the house and the guys like the the kids they get killed with the hammer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> that happens in the first couple pages. I just don't tell Ooh. me what the title is. I can't remember what it is. It's okay. uh. Fuck. I'll figure it out. You keep, keep talking. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had the idea for the podcast, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I already know. Urban Gothic. That's one of his books, right? Yes, I think yes, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was just like, okay, I want to, um, the best way, like, instead of bugging, just bugging my friends, like, hey, I want to check out one of your books, which one do you think I should go with? Mm-hmm. I wanted to turn it more into like a promotion, like to promote you guys. Um, and ladies, uh, if you don't like the general term of guys, um, Miss Jackson, uh, if you're nasty (laughs) and, um, yeah, so I I was just like, this, this is a great way to, um, find out kind of about the different books that you have out there and, um, maybe which one sounds the most enticing to you just, you know, to start off with, um, to get like a good feel of the author, um, or your own personal taste. Um, because, you know, some people, you know, they stick to a certain genre and that's cool. Some people are like, write what they just want to write and they kind of go across the whole horror plane. So, um, you know, you might, feel a certain subgenre more than another and that's where you want to start with that person so um yeah that was kind of my way and then it's also like a little bit to get to know uh not only the books and you know the type of writer they are but just the kind of little fun tidbits about them too you know little insight to kind of have a little more of a connection with authors and stuff so and then I pick a book after our interview I read it and then just kind of give my thoughts afterwards so yeah and when when did you like uh decide to make this a podcast like where you were just like i'm gonna do a podcast of this like um i think i came up with it actually i came up with the idea shortly after killer con last year i think um but i didn't actually get it into fruition until like the new year um yeah. So, yeah, it was like around the new year that I it, it took some time for me to get the motivation and kind of the concept put together. No, it was well, I got a bunch of interviews. No, I I got interviews earlier. Mm-hmm. Um and then I I shortly cuz I did um uh there were two conventions after that. There was one in October that was in Gettysburg and then there was the Merrimack Valley in November. So I got interviews there and then I think I put I like started putting them together after that. Yeah, well, um I'll say what I'll say about it and I've said this before. Um you're like it's a it's an excellent podcast. You're very uh personable on it. You're you're fun to listen to. Um, oh, you do a great job, like talking to people. I, I was say I was saying that to uh, Triana the other day, um, but yeah, so it's a great podcast, and you know, you, you t- yeah, we it's a fun you know banter with people. You have good questions to ask them, and, and also you're doing an awesome thing of promoting people's books. So um, it's it's very cool, and also like you know you you said we started, you got stocked up some stuff, you know, so you could yeah. kind of like have some stuff. And that's the most important thing is I've always said is consistency with these things. And your your podcast always comes out every week consistently. Um and and that's a positive thing for podcasts, I think. Like that's yeah. why I, I've there, always preached like that to people. There was only one week I had to skip because um I actually didn't even talk about this on my own podcast. I just said I had I had a loss. Like I, people probably think it's a person. It was one of my cats, but I had it a was. like it was very out of nowhere, and I had to actually like leave where I like found out while I was at work. I had to leave, go straight to the emergency clinic because it was on a weekend, and I just held her. It, you know, it was like one of those things that were out of nowhere, and yeah. I mean, she was one. She's my child. Like yeah. my oh, no. my dogs and my cats are my children. I don't have actual human babies. Um so 
you know, it was just really tough for me. I couldn't get, like, I just was in that, you know, that depression and I couldn't get my reading done. So I was like, I'm really sorry. So I'm going to have to put this off a week. <laughs> so yeah. other than that. <laughs> we'll grant you that, you know, that, that something like that is fine. And I saw that and I actually, cause I saw the post about that and I was like, oh yeah. man, cause we actually like lost one of our cats around that exact same time, maybe a few days before. Yeah. Years. It was one of Katie's cats that she had for a long time. So rest in power, all of our dogs and cats. That's another yeah. thing like we bonded over because, you know, didn't didn't you do something with pets or weren't you working with uh, animals? I, I, yeah, I was in the pet industry for a really long time. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I'm not in it right at this moment, but maybe again in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I worked pet retail for a really long time and then I worked with a manufacturing company um, selling dog toys. So dog and cat toys. So, yeah, I had a. I've been in the pet world for a very long time. Yeah, we well, we love our our pets for sure. Yeah, uh, shouts out to all our pets: uh, Cerberus, Boney. Better be in bed when I'm done with this. No, I'm <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that's but it does come out consistently, and it's always it's always great. So, um, so so you're married to Wes. What what is it like? Because I'm interested. Because I'm sure that what it's what it's like to be married to like someone like us that try like does all this shit is always different for everybody like you know my wife katie is great but she's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to a convention with you and i'm like i, I don't i don't want you to come to the convention with me and, she, and so it's like okay good so so it's 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 different but how do you know how do you how does that affect you what do you um so i mean i like going so i'm i'm like a introvert extrovert like when I'm in social situations like I'm a social drinker I'm a social smoker I I just I, I'm, I'm a social joker and a social midnight toker <laughs> I have to finish it no. <laughs> no that was great I loved it um, <laughs> um but so like when I'm in those situations I love you know talking to people meeting new people and stuff but then like when I'm home like I I am that person like if you cancel plans on me I'm okay with that I'll just keep watching Netflix um <laughs> so Man, sounds like my wife my Katie y'all spell it differently but I'm also married to a Katie um yeah but yeah she she's the same way she'll she'll go out and be so super butterfly social talk to everybody but then it's like I stay home. No, I'm yeah. interested. I'm like, you just talk to everybody. Come on, baby. <laughs> but no, I know, I understand how it is. And we have, to, I've talked about social batteries charged differently with people and yeah. uh, how that all works. Like mine is like, if I don't talk to people, then like I'll go insane and I, I have to, you know, that's how I charge up, but everyone's different. And, yeah. Uh, I, I am. Um, I, it's just one of those things. I like finding people that I can just, be myself and like as long as I feel comfortable and like I know I can just be my nerdy self um I'm good with that uh and but if like I'm put in a situation where like I just know I'm not going to click with these people all I'm thinking is like what excuse can I say to go home just leave yeah. I just walk away dude you know what the best thing in the world Katie Southern let me tell you this the French exit if you call it an Irish goodbye, we'll end the podcast right now. No. Exit. Um, it was taught to me by uh, one Reverend Butter. Shouts out Reverend Butter years ago. And it has served me well. Uh, and and it, it will continue to serve me well. And what that is, 
is you just leave. You don't say anything to anybody. You don't acknowledge that you're leaving. You just leave. You just leave. And then by the time anybody notices you're gone, who fucking cares? You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I depending on the situation, I am pretty good. Usually, like if I'm in those situations, it's like because the host is one of my closest friends, but I don't <laughs> know or like those people are like from a side of their life that I'm just like I don't have any interest. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah just leave. Even then, yeah. just leave. Yeah, so I would too. <laughs> now, at conventions, especially when you start walking around, like that's another thing I want to talk about. You know, we're all we're just all afflicted by this. No conventions. They're so gone. Um, and that's that's been a huge, a huge bummer and a huge uh, adjustment for all of us. But like your your podcast, I mean, I, mean, I know it was wasn't like uh, it wasn't spawned from uh, out of quarantine, but it, it came yeah. along at a good time mm -hmm. uh, for sure, because, you know, it, in this time when we're like trying to figure out what to do. And I, I, I talk about this all the time, you know, it's it, things are just going to be changed. Things are going to be different now. Yeah. It's like it's, it's time to stop waiting till we go back to normal and start to figure out how we can just do do our thing in the midst of whatever this is and yeah. that's where that's where i'm at now but man these conventions like you know they they had one in indianapolis i was supposed to go to i didn't go because i was like i don't know i don't think it's the right time but maybe not i'm not sure but now they're all canceled anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah the, i can't believe the one in indianapolis happened um i mean i i guess it's a good test to see how but i mean there's no tracking of like if there's any outbreaks caused by it unless like indianapolis ex itself explodes up yeah. but um so but i mean people were coming from all different parts of the country probably to oh, this of place. so yeah. it's like yeah. it's just gonna be taken elsewhere but um i mean from what but, i understood about it you know <clears throat> because i do know those some the people that you know are involved in that convention i knew some people that were there uh, that everything was, you know, as you know, safe. All the masks, everything was enforced. There was sanitation state. There's all that kind of stuff. Uh, attendance was sparse, um, you know. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they they only had uh, positive things to say about how it how it went off. But so yeah. I guess that's a good litmus test. But again, like I I couldn't like drive twenty hours to to figure out like that at that moment. So I, I just didn't think it was right for me to go. Um, yeah, but it, it killed me to actually have somewhere that I could go and not and just and ha and decide I'm not going, you know. Yeah, and, and I'm a selfish prick, Katie. I, <laughs> I would normally be like, fuck, I'll shoot Corona up into my arms and then drive to in twice to Indianapolis and lick the sky. All right, there you go. That was a little bit of me and Katie Souther. Be sure to check out her podcast. Make me read your book. And uh, follow her at Make Me Read Your Book Pod, I believe, or uh, something to that effect. But uh, please check it out. And if you'd like to hear the rest of that episode and check out all the backlogged episodes that I've gotten, which I've great, these are always a lot of fun. You can go to the Patreon and check me out, support me uh, if you can. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And again, with the. Uh, the dollar beer fund you do get access to the the podcast as well so you could check it out for only a dollar a month and 
so much greatness. Thank you all. So moving right along without further ado uh, to our story of the week. This is kind of more of an amalgamation, uh, amalgamation, amalgam of like, a few different things uh, with some specific instances, but I was thinking about this uh, earlier this week or some something that popped into my head, so I wanted to talk about it. Uh, we'll just get right into it. This this is called the punctual musician. So I'm I've always been someone who has been, uh, you know, pretty, obs- I'm, I'm obsessed with time, first of all. I've talked about that before, but, uh, I, you know, I'm always one to get somewhere on time. I'm pretty good about wanting to be on time to places. Um, so good, in fact, that I like to get places early. I often, when I'm judging my how much time it's going to take me to get somewhere, I end up, uh, you know, because I have no sense of time and distance, I end up like, you know, plugging in all of these things, these variables, and, and I'm like, well, that might take, what, an extra, I don't know, 30 minutes, and I throw, you know, I better leave yesterday. It's that kind of thing. So I, I, and I have this, it's built into me, you know, from from a boy, just not wanting to be late to anything, like almost a, a kind of perpetual fear of being late, of like, what are the consequences of that, uh, possibly, when usually it's, it's not much of a consequence to be... Uh, late, um, or at least, you know, it's not a dire, uh, consequence you'll receive, but it's just something that I've always been, uh, just always been about just being on time and because it's about respect. It it really is because if you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, especially at a meeting, you're, you're, it's showing you have no respect for, uh, the, anybody else that's involved in wherever you're going because you, you know, you're not you're not showing them the respect of their time that you know you're giving yourself by being late you know or doing whatever when you you should be so that was it's always a big thing with me i'm not gonna you know sit here and have like a moral debate about it but it was just my thing i i had respect for people's time and you know it's just built into me so i, I i'm on time for things you know pretty much without a without uh fail so, you know, as you know, most of you know, I'm sure I, I, you know, I play in, I play in a band now. I played in bands for 20, over 20 years and been in a several different bands and played, you know, played all over and stuff. But, you know, starting back, you know, when I, the first kind of band I played in that really did like played a lot of gigs and was out there doing stuff and recording and doing things was uh my the band I was in called Taint which I've I've told uh the stories about them uh in the past here on different episodes so if you go back through you can hear some stories about that uh in prior episodes but you know this is uh I mean I'm trying to think I, I'm around I've got to be like 20 21 around here somewhere 22 uh, maybe that's like the time on the whole band exists for that long, or maybe four years, something like that. And we weren't, we we didn't tour out of town or anything like that. I think we only played one out of town show, and that actually is a story. It's called uh, the Vicious Chicken. Is something? No, it's something about some t- some kind of chicken shack is in the episode title. Anyway, that's the only out of town show we ever played, and it wasn't really that much out of town but 
We played a billion shows in Houston, in the city, and all around, you know, north side, south side, all kinds of uh, upside, downside. And I could never understand, and what I still don't understand to this day, uh, although I don't encounter it as much or I don't give it as much, uh, you know, uh, stock as I did, but load-in times are notoriously early, way too early than they need to be. And and what I mean by if you don't okay, so load in, load in time is when you as the band bring all your sh- you have to bring all your shit in, you know. Um, it, you know if you are if you go to live shows a lot and maybe like a lot of local shows or smaller clubs, you'll see a, a you know there's usually a place if if there's not a backstage area, which a lot of places don't have backstage areas, uh, a lot of smaller places you'll see everyone else's equipment like piled up in a corner somewhere, right? Uh, off to the side, you know, not easily accessible or maybe behind something, but everybody's shit has to be back there, you know? And and while I understand, see, where this comes from is from, like, major major acts that are out touring, uh, you know, national touring acts that have to get to the venues that do sound checks uh, super early because... They have all. They have like two or three national acts on the thing, and they've got to have different settings, and it's it's more of a professional environment. So it, I mean, it just is overplaying at a bar. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's different. So they need. So that's where that comes from. Like I can see, like you got to be there. And I've heard like some some bands that I know that that are on that level, like uh, shouts out Downfall twenty twelve. They'll have to get to like House of Blues and or Warehouse Live, like bigger venues. I don't know, like three o'clock in the afternoon or something, four o'clock. Like, what is that all about? I'll, I'll be like, what the fuck is happening? But it's all for sound check because the sound checks are so in, they're so in uh, intense on that level where you know you have a, a sound engineer is coming out there that you, you you actually set all your shit up. You get there at this time, set everything up, all your gear, and the sound engineer and sound man you know does all the mics everything how he's going to how you're going to do when you play and then he sets all the settings into the board and locks them in you know after you play if you after you get all the sound sorted out and then he's like okay now take all your shit off put it all away again and then next band and and that's just how it is right but but what i couldn't understand was we were getting these kind of you know load in times at this very very local level of of bands and even because okay so also you know there's in a lot of cities i know there's music like seven nights a week at certain bars certain areas lend themselves to that you know austin uh of course when we were you know when when shows were going on that's a city that any night of the week you're gonna have a a, a show going on that's accessible it's close that's probably in your wheelhouse, you know, because it's, it's several shows are happening every single night of the week. You know, uh, Nashville, East Nashville, the place, there's there's pockets where that happens. You know, and of course, Houston has that as well, or did, but it never to me seemed as, I don't know, to catch on as big as it was in other, you know, places. It, it would be hard even, even a semi-popular band comes through town um, on a Tuesday night and you throw some local support on there, you're still, 
it still may be a pretty slow going. You know, I just I just don't think that that's what people think about in Houston. You know, I know what happens. I know there's a scene, but it's just not. Uh, it's just the city doesn't lend itself to that necessarily. It's laid out really weird. There's no lo- like I've talked about this before. There's no real local localized area for shows or anything like that. There's not a, a district or a street or anything that's remotely organized or connected that would allow something like that to be, uh, you know, maybe to go off better. You know, I, I just, that's just what I, I've seen, especially back then, especially back then. So we, you know, being, like I said, being a young band, you know, we would take, we took all gigs, you know, we took all comers. Like I talk about with the cards, card of the day and tarot reading, you can't take on all everything. You know, you can't take every thing that comes your way because then you spread yourself too thin and, and none of your shit is good because you, you can't give anything the dedication it needs. It's kind of something like that here. Um, but you know, at that level, you're you're sending out emails. You're trying to you 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 look at every every gig. You know, at least I I looked at every gig because I did the booking for all of the bands I've been in pretty much. And I, I would I had this fear that every gig that I booked and we played would be like could be the last one we play because no one will book us again, or or I won't get my email in fast enough because these spots fill up and all this kind of shit not to mention we're trying to build like an audience we you know we don't you know we have to do this so you know looking back hindsight's 2020 of course i would have done it a little bit differently maybe more uh put some more thought in it but you you know back then i was just we were all just you're just hungry you just want to go play all that kind of stuff so it would be like speaking of a tuesday night so the, the place that there was this one bar that was just the worst about this. And it always comes to mind when I think about getting somewhere too early. And this place, it's long gone now. It used to be here on Washington uh, in Houston, which Washington has since become years ago. This this change happened where now it's just all clubby clubs and everything on on that kind of that kind of style of shit is all that's over there now. But it used to be a bunch of rock clubs, like dirty rock clubs. Um not close together, but just a few. Anyway, like I said, this place was called the Rhythm Room, and pretty cool, cool enough club, you know, good, decent, like stage. It was only like a step up, you know, one of those foot off the ground deals, but they good sound, and they 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 had good shows that we've been to before. I, I we, I mean, being other band members that I was with, you know, and that's how we uh, decide. You know, we're like, oh, it's discovered this place as a place to play. They would always. It was like. Tuesday, dude. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, some weeknight, and and they would be like, send you the email, like, okay, load in. It was it was so ridiculous. It was like at five thirty, like five thirty or six. It was one of those. And on a weekday, that's tough, man. Everyone's coming from different parts of the city. Everyone has a job. You know, we didn't necessarily. We were young. We didn't have nine to fives or anything, but we all had jobs. So you have to like, oh man, am I gonna get there in time? Or, I got to get off. I got to drive from this part of town. Um, <clears throat> all, all of those kind of things. And what what really would fucking irk me, the worst about this, is that I would always get there first. I'd get there early, you know, like a 10, fit, whatever. Sometimes I'd go drive around because I was like, all right, I'm here so I can go like do whatever and be back, not stray far. But you'd get there. To, to this ridiculously early load in and no one would even be at the bar to let you in. 
like the bar's not open during the day or anything for like it wasn't like that it was only open at night when they had shows um so i think it was open nightly even if they had a show or not but it didn't open until evening you know clearly after five or six if if i remember getting there and just waiting in the back like it would just sometimes they would be super late you know we'd be like trying to text people email them oh i'm sorry dude and so that aside even if they were there right if they were there to let you in which they they often were there was somebody there it's like one person that's they're setting up the bar they've just opened the back door for you they're getting ice they're doing all that kind of stuff you and your stupid goofy friends load in all your shit and uh it's like where where do we go oh just when do you guys play third or just put it over here in this area against the wall there is no sound check there's not it's not like we were getting there to you know they they wanted to give us some kind of uh awesome sound check to make sure everything was great and no it was just hurry up and wait you know it was like sit there and then what even is the worst the worst part about it is they wouldn't start bands till 10 till 10 dude every night because it was 10 11 12 that's how they would do it at this place sometimes if they had four bands i would be like oh my god please don't make us play fourth because also a lot of times we'd get there we these we these shows they were so whack wacky and shit that they, we wouldn't have a lineup beforehand they wouldn't tell us where we felt fit in the lineup we'd get there we'd maybe see it like on the website or whatever or, or the in the newspaper thing that they gave out for shows written in a certain way and maybe we, but we came to find real soon that we can't just assume by what it is on the paper or the page where we're playing because we'd get there and you know we assume we were going first and they'd be like oh no dude you're like fourth you know or it was reversed or it just didn't even matter or and every or nobody knew when they played including the sound guy so you just be like oh well just we'll decide how about you and and that's hell too because then no one knows like to when they're supposed to get there to watch you certain times certain thing I don't know. It was it was a pain in the ass. So we'd get there so fucking early to basically roll my amp in and then sit for four, maybe five or six hours before I would play. It was ridiculous, dude. And and here I was every time doing it, every single show. I bitch about it every time. But you know what? I, I back then I was, I was like, well, this is just part of it. This is this is how it is. You know, you you get here, you didn't. You gotta sit. This is just how it, how it goes. That's what I was like, just telling myself. And to an extent, it is. Yes, absolutely. But when there's a reason to be somewhere early, and you, then you have to then wait. Yes, that is a part of it. But for no reason than to just put your shit in. And I guess their reasoning is all musicians are late. So we say six. We're not gonna start seeing anybody till eight or nine. Then we'll start it like that reasoning. I guess was their only reasoning but it was uh awful awful reasoning at least for us one of the worst uh this this was the worst uh, instance i can think not not just only being there super early and you know having to wait to even get let in and then wait to play one time they called us kind of like uh out of the blue type of hey can you can you guys come down and play tomorrow this was with one of the band I was a band I was in called Harem Festival and it was one of those quick deals and it was also a weeknight and he's like yeah I just had all you know these bands cancel so I'm trying to I have to scramble to get people together and all that and we're like okay yeah we'll do it we'll we're game um 
all right, uh, see you guys down here. Uh, so because of whatever reason, I, I, you know, we get down there and, and we get, you know, it's a six or seven, whatever it is time. And there's already a band on stage that's playing, but so we walk in and I, we are like, all right, are they sound checking or whatever? Because it's very informal with their, they're not like playing to the, there's no audience. We go in and the guy, the sound guy that call, he's like, oh, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get anybody else. These guys are my buddies. And so uh, I convinced them to come and they're just going to practice for about an hour or so. And, and then you guys could just get up there and play. And there's no other bands. And we were like, what? These guys are having practice right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're they're having this. Is, I told them they could come if they played here. You know, they're, they're practice here. I'd hook them up to all the stuff. And uh, we were like, what? What? How long are they practicing for? Well, I told them till about eleven or something. Like, okay, okay. So we had brought all our shit in. There's no other bands. You, why didn't you just call us and say like, hey, you know what? I couldn't get anybody else, so we're not going to do bands tonight. Instead of, my buddy's band is practicing? It was stupid. That was one of the only shows, and one of the only I can remember, that we actually left from with that band, where I was like, we, first we were kind of like, I guess we're here, so we'll play. But then, uh, after a little time had passed, and maybe we had a beer or two, and we were like, fuck this shit, and fuck these guys, let's go. And we just took all our shit out and left. Um, and now, today... When I go to shows, you know, when I did, when we had shows to go to and I would load in, those, those, those times are kind of, I find more often than not a, a little bit more, well, are incredibly more flexible, but they're kind of almost dictated by us, by the band. You know, if, if uh, Chris Jett and I are doing like a, one of our John Wayne cover sets, like, uh, you know, John Wayne's Dead cover sets that we play all night, you know, they're just like, hey, just as long as you start by 930 do whatever get here whenever you want and that's how you know that's kind of how it is it's like now it's just like if you you know hey as long as you you're ready to go on at your time which means not walking in the door at that time which means you, all your shit's here and then get there whenever don't get there you don't have to get there four hours early if you're playing it you don't have to get there at six if you're playing at midnight you know that that was a a, a constant thing i would be told by people uh friends girlfriends ex-wives uh, yeah, so it was, uh, and it didn't make any sense. It was stupid. And here I am, just this responsible, on time, trying to be the best, uh, and I, I'm breaking the mold for all the, the late-coming musicians out there that I guess is the stereotype. But yeah, now I kind of get, you know, I know how much time it takes. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I get there when it's, you know, with enough time. I'm always, you know, I, I never, we never show up to a show that's already started you know after it started unless it's a fest like an all-day thing you know and th that's when it's you know they dictate when you load in and stuff due to your time slot but I i'm not getting to any club uh early oh and i do this for for other gigs i'd go see too man i would show up at like so early one time oh my god robbie c and i showed up to see middle finger play at numbers like literally I think we showed up at five. I think it said like doors open at five in the ad or something like that. They didn't even open till like seven, dude. The band was there just playing like hacky sack and bullshitting in the parking lot. And and they hadn't even gotten their shit in yet when we showed up just to be at the show. So stupid. But yeah, so, so you know, as I've grown a little bit older, I've relaxed that some. But I'm still, you know, 
very much about being on time, very much being consistent about things. And uh, you'll have to, uh, you know, I guess, kill me to uh, take my powers away. All right, there you go. 60% of the time, it's always on time. No. Uh, so, thanks, you guys, for tuning in to another episode. I very much appreciate it. Be sure to check everything out uh, about your old Uncle Johnny here at johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, you can go to the shop page there. All of my books are in stock and ship out from me, and I will sign them and send you extra free stuff uh, as well because I appreciate you so much. As There's also T-shirts. John Wayne is Dead records, all on the shop page there at johnwayneisdead.com. You can also go to chrisandjohnwayne.com for uh, the other podcast I do with Christopher Triana called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. That's a lot of fun. Uh, all of my books are on Amazon and Kindle as well, so uh, they are available to you through those. And um, again, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. The new dollar beer fund starts today. So uh, thank you all for your support. I very much appreciate everything uh, that everyone's do done for me and, and keeping me going all this time. So uh, have a great week, everyone. And follow me at johnwayneisdead on Twitter and Instagram. And I will see you wherever we see each other. And I will be right on time.